todas. Welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 69. My mic sounds nice. Oh, man. Fellas, fellas, fellas. What's good with y'all? Welcome back, man. Another, another week, right? CB, uh, how are you, brother? I'm good, man. Um, for those of you that are friends with me on social media, you know that my covid slow pitch softball team won our championship last night so um i know that the fellas out here we love being winners we love being champions so um i'm in a good mood copped uh, a couple of pairs over the last week so um some stuff that's here some stuff that's on the way uh so i mean i'm, I'm riding pretty high right now wow sounds like you've had a hell of a week <laughs> he was good brother Hey! hey. <laughs> uh, right on cue. Uh, right on point. Right on point. Right, right, right. Nah, man, I'm good. You know, uh, week started off a little rough. We, uh, LA, started having some more fires. Uh, you know, kind of close by down at OC, um, and then, um, you know, other than that. Uh, like uh, CB, you know, got got a couple of things in the mail, you know. Uh, so you know, it always brightens the day up, even though that massive L that we all took earlier this morning. But I won't, cause it's it's still it's still yeah yeah it's still we still handling that L something serious. But it's all right though. We back at it, and uh, you know, it's it's, it's Thursday, so I'm uh, you know glad to be on the podcast with your fellas. Another week, another week. Superfly. What's good? What's good? Uh, everything is, you know, we still, we still out here pushing, trying to, trying to make every day better than the last, you know what I'm saying? Trying to keep my mind straight with the madness that's going on leading up to this election. 
You know what I'm How saying? You know, getting tooled up the right way. You know what I'm saying? Well, we can leave it at that, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I you think, know, uh, but, Snipe, but we good Snipe to go. watching too. You would you say? Snipe training is watching too. Hey, shout out to Snipe, man. We're going we gonna to get it in at the, uh, at, up in, um, that, what's the name of that jump? I can't remember the name of the, the range, but we're going to get it right, though. On Owens Mills. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, fellas. So, all right, let's wrap. Uh, so, my first graphic up there, I don't know uh, if you guys are familiar with that guy. E, I know. First of all, e, you riding high on uh, another championship. So, there you I go. Mean, it, I just, I mean, I'm going to throw it out there. I can't put the color one out there because if y'all watch them, you know. Certain colors you're not supposed to wear out here unless you're from a certain uh, area, but we'll keep it at that. You, know, you wear black, you wear black on black, you all right. Black and white, you all right. Any other colors you you, you ask me for. But not nah, like I said, this uh it hasn't felt this way since was that uh early 2000, the 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 beginning part of the uh the three peat when LA was just on fire, you know, with everything. Uh and I, I tell you. I put it to you like this. This is gonna be funny. I think that I think the the World Series was definitely a better series than uh, the NBA Finals. Hmm. I mean, it was interesting for sure. Um, I, I mean, you know, uh, the 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 curse, the whole thing with Kershaw. That's that's been a thing. But you think you build it up, right? Kershaw kind of. If LeBron doesn't get the championship this year, Kershaw doesn't get it this year. You got the. You got the the new kid in in you know saying town AD Mookie Betts. It it almost seemed like it was aligning to where you know you start your own book here and and it's it's dope how both of them, you know, are riding for the city because you know the city is definitely the city showed out. But I put it to you like this: it didn't look like there was COVID nothing after we won the championship. Uh, so that's what I, that's what I want to get into. But first. <laughs> Uh, out there, dang! There you go, there you go. Uh, that's what I'm going to talk about. So, Justin Turner, right? I'm not, I'm not. Look, I let you handle the World Series chat. E, I'm going to talk about this. Justin Turner uh, in the seventh inning was, was pulled, correct? Uh, that's because he had had um, his COVID test that popped back that he was positive for COVID 19, right? Earlier, it was inconclusive, I believe, but right at that moment, probably maybe not even the seventh inning, probably before that, because they probably debated they should let him finish the game. Because, but I'm assuming you don't want that story leaking that they knew about it and he played the whole game, and so well they pulled him at the seventh. Right? Okay. Dodgers going to win the championship, the World Series. Justin Turner comes back out on the field, and he's high fiving and greeting and hugging and celebrating with everybody. Takes the team picture, no mask on. Now, everything I just said is probably everything they told you not to be doing, especially in sports, the last past seven months or so, right? So, now I'm assuming the Dodgers are going to get fined, probably for sure, behind this. But they created something called Super Spreader, right? It's one man. And probably what 50, 60 plus people celebrating the World Series victory. 
Now, was it worth it? That's my question. We can go around on that. Y'all let me know what y'all think. I think that it'll be interesting if we get to hear if anybody else, like, got it. You know what I mean? Like, if there's, you just, if they just don't let the news leak that no one else got it, you know, that's kind of their way of nipping it in the bud. But um, definitely the optics of it are not good. That's for sure. All right. Hey. I played you like this. Um I I you know, it's always interesting how these stories come about, right? How it's implemented, how the timing, you know, things of that nature. If it was inconclusive, I felt like he shouldn't have been able to play until it was identified that it was a negative, right? Now right. you know you get the you get the the false positives, things of that nature, which is you, you then you test multiple times, right? So uh, again, at, at the heart of it, you know, was a decision that says you know this is you know how often you get put in this position of a game, but you know you're talking about more of a thing that can take people out. I think that. Um, to be honest with you, I, I think that, and I know there's some rumblings around the LA situation was just kind of, um, it almost made it seem like it had to come out the way it did. What better inning than the seventh inning stretch, if you will, right? How is it that no other inning came up or the beginning of the game when everybody else's test came back to where that they, they would have put something in place and said, until we get this back, you can't get on the field, right? You're talking about the World Series. You're not talking about a regular game where they'd be like, all right, you know, hold on. Every official is there. Everybody's there. That means anything um, that that has to do with the World Series. Um, I hate that it was Justin Turner because he's such a uh, – he's a staple for the Dodgers, you know. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure how this storyline is going to project going forward, and I think that's more of the thing. I think there's more to the story that's going to come out that um, – that we need to hear first before that 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 that, that omission of who's who's really at fault. Okay. Uh, to fly, you got anything? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't know anything about it until you mentioned it. Like, I didn't see the game, but I just felt like it's a it's an organizational failure because you know I can't. You got to take sometimes just like with um, um, concussions, you sometimes got to take the decision away from the player especially when you're putting other people at risk, like they just really open themselves up for workers comp lawsuit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody comes down with it. Like, to me, that's the bottom line. I mean, even if, if, if they're not a player, like somebody in the organ, anybody in the organization, you know, or just who was in, whoever was in the stadium at that time, you know what I mean? They're, they're liable for them. Right. 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 And I, it's almost like, I don't know what this teaches anybody but it's like you know money we all know how much money is involved in the world series um sponsorships all that stuff goes into goes into play but then it's almost like well do we throw this out the window and you know we'll just deal with it on the back end so we can have one of our better players play majority of this game and you know we'll, we'll, we'll deal with the repercussions on the back end let's just get this this world series over with now let's say, say he doesn't get pulled, right? 
and say no, say say they lose the game, right? And then from there, the test comes back, and then now teammates are infected, and now like so now the World Series is delayed because one person. It's almost I don't know. This is weird that, but that's what that's what I'm saying, bro. If you think about it, listen to listen how the storyline just kind of plays out, right? Like that. That whole scenario of why take him out on the set in the seventh, right? That that decision, even if it was being mulled behind the scenes, right, is one of those things that would have already kind of it would have picked up some type of uh, of of you know momentum that would have been like no at this point he could have stayed in the whole damn game, he touched the ball, everybody had to touch the ball. Like at this point now, all anything that's if you will contaminated wise has already happened, right? So then why pull him from the game? One. You're putting them still in the path of the rest of the players. Two, if you look at it, they already had to where their families did the same thing in the bubble where they stayed out before they can bring them in. So clearly it was something from the outside. If the whole entire series up until that game, six, now all of a sudden he has it, right? Unless there was protocols broken, unless he pulled one of those, you know, he hollered at the maid like, oh boy, from the other, you know, from the NBA. <laughs> you know, and so it's just one of those things where I feel like more of the story got to come out and then the funny but not funny, I got, you know, you got to kind of laugh and joke about this is, you know, Magic owns a team. And that fool, still to this day, everybody in L.A. swears that he ain't got AIDS. So, you know. I'm sure, One of life's I'm, biggest conspiracy theories, right? I, I'm sure I'm sure there would have been a, he would have got that good cocktail and he would have been fine to go out. That's probably what happened. He went back there and, and, and Magic said, I got this for about this much amount of money. You know, you just got me another championship, so I'll give you one of these for free. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, shout out to Magic. Like, Magic is he's one of the first owners to have – he's got the WNBA, NBA, and now um, Dodgers, Major League Baseball. He's got a championship in all those. Yep. Yeah. So, all right, well, That's we'll major. see what comes of this. Um, now I know I got Mad Singer back on Wednesday nights. So I ain't worry about real serious interrupting that. <laughs> All right, so my next my next topic is is back on the serious side. Vote, 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 vote. So look, we're coming up on the we're on home home stretch under a week. Uh, early voting is taking place again in a lot of places this week. Get out there and exercise your right to vote. Now, the downside, you tell people to vote, and you find out they're not voting who you want them to vote for, well, whatever. I mean, at least you, at least you, at least you vote, right? Which is important. You got to vote. Some of our ancestors sat out there and marched and, and died and whatever, just so we could vote. It's just simple. Get out there and vote. There has to be change somewhere. You can't be happy with what's going on on either side. Somebody wants something to change somewhere, that's how you do it. Yeah, I completely agree, man. Be be a full citizen, man. If you're not, if you if you're up if you're up age and you're able to vote, man, like you you have to take full advantage of that. Otherwise, you just you're not doing your duty, you know, as part of this whole thing, you know. So and please vote blue, like vote. <laughs> <Let's> be clear. <laughs> Get that clown out of office, B. Right. <laughs> Rock the vote. There we go. Yeah. It's, it's look, my, my thing has been hate rhetoric, right? I am uh, I do not like the rhetoric that's been placed on the United the world in the past 
almost four years. There's been a rhetoric of racism, hate this person, hate that person, and it's just, you can't live like that. And it's bad enough we're in a pandemic. And we're in a pandemic, stuck at home, supposed to be anyways. And now we're hating on people because of their skin color again, or always. And now it's just more relevant or out and open. Got to change that one way or another. That's our two cents for voting. I already did it said about two a month and a half ago. And I just got to sit back and watch to see what happens. We'll see. All right. My last, our last less rap topic. Does anybody know who that is right there? It's your girl. Absolutely. Raps. Right? <laughs> um, I figured I headliner just because Rhapsody finally got some accolades or some recognition for how talented she is. BET named her Lyricist of the Year. First of all, way long overdue. Way, 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 way long overdue. Um, when I met her last year, I told her, hands down, Eve was the album of the year. You know how big of a Dreamville fan I am. Dreamville just dropped um, their compilation album, and it was tough. I, I believe I gave Raps the album of the year, right? I think you did. Yeah. We hands down, I mean, because you're, you're talking about, first of all, uh, underground rapper, because she's really still not quite in that, that, that spotlight range, taking out most guys and a compilation of guys, Cole and his crew. So, shout out to Rapsy, finally getting some recognition. Um, so, we'll see what happens from here, man. I know she's been doing her thing. So, uh, with that, Superfly, uh, you need to, are we ready to go? Yeah, we can do that. Hold up one sec. While Superfly gets ready, we're about to get into this five minutes of funk. So, everybody that's watching here, Superfly, we have a segment here. Superfly is going to play a mix, about five minutes long. And all the songs are themed together. There's a theme here. Try to guess the theme, and at the end of the mix, we're going to ask you what it is, see who gets it right uh, for a little prize. And once we come out this um, this quarantine, just remind me, and you'll get whatever it's supposed to be. But until then, just know just you're gonna, you'll get something if you uh, if you get it right. So, some class right there. This show might be a little bit obvious, but we're going to rock it like this. All right, here we go. Yo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it goes like this right here. It's like, uh, niggas always be hollering peace, you know what I'm saying? Peace, my brother, peace this, peace that, you know what I'm saying? But every time I, I uh, try to get a peace of mind, niggas try to get a peace of mind. So I gotta grab my International, underground, underground, when I stop the ground, like a million elephants, a silverback, a rank of tanks, you can't stop them. I don't come unprepared, I'll be there, but when I leave there, we better be about your name. Brother man telling us it ain't gon' rain. So now we sit in a drop top soaking wet. In the tip, we try not to sweat. Hit some of without the net. But this be the year that we won't forget. One nine, nine, nine. Anything goes. You wanna be no gas, you know consequences. Forgiven for living the fences. Too hot to jump in jail. Too low to dig, I might just touch hell. Hot, kill a life, how they gon' sell. Then I might catch with fail. Look at what came in the mail. I'm scared as arm and hammer. So go grill and a baby mamma. Black hair lack in the back of pamphlets. Pack of questions with no answer.
good, feeling great. Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? You. Text to a girl I used to see Saying that I chose this cutie pie With whom I wanna be And I apologize if this message gets you down Then I cc'd every girl That I'd cc round town And hate to see y'all frown But I'd rather see her smiling Wetness all around me true But I'm no island Peninsula maybe Makes no sense I know crazy Give up all this pussy cat That's in my lap No looking back Spaceships Don't come equipped With rear view mirrors They dip as quick as they can, the atmosphere is now ripped. I'm so like a pill. I'm glad it's night. So the light from the sun would not burn me on my bone. Even Jesus had 12 disciples on the level, trigger, whatever. You don't, you don't want now, they get three thousand. I'm like juror duty, you're new to this part of town. Your white teeth will to me look like a nightgown. Make your mama proud, take that thing two sides down. Don't let the days of your life pass by. Don't let the days of your life pass by. You need to get up, get out, and get something. Don't spend all your time trying to get high. You need to get up, get out, and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something. Cause you and I got the Watching her fine ass walk to my bedroom and thought to myself, that's the shape of things to come. She said, Why in the club you don't make it precipitate? You know, make it rain when you can make it thunderstorm. 
One for the money, yes sir, two for the show A couple of years ago, on the hill And had the best, and had the star And the star Stay down with these streets, cause these streets is where my folks at. Better know that. Some say we pro-black, but we professional. You missed a lot of church, so the music is our professional. Get off the Tesco's and the nut sacks. You bust round, we bust back. Get get back. Some real niggas that's out here trying to spit facts. You hear that, you can't come near that. Maybe you need to quit, quit. Cause the women eyes are furious and the Gemini running shit like this. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, that's a wrap. Yeah. Five minutes of fun. Hey. <laughs> I'm a little shaky on that, but, but for please forgive me. I was trying to rock out. No, nah, man. Hey, 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 hey. Look, I'm, I'm going to leave it to the people watching. If y'all know who, who the theme of the mix was, go put it in. I already know what it was. So if you know what the theme was, put in the comments real quick. We'll see who got it. For some sure. lemon pepper wings once this... Uh, Quarantine yeah, right. is over with. <laughs> you, you sure we go? We only got to do five minutes of that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, he got, I know, he got a classic one in the bag, just waiting, just to go. Exactly. <laughs> we might have something special for y'all after the show, though. We will announce it once we once we get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Let's get that that Twitch going. Run it back. Yep. <laughs> hey, Appreciate y'all. So cool. Any of y'all guess the, the theme of the mix with the with the, the one common denominator was for the mix? I everybody should I mean it. is it is it that simple? Like yeah, is it, it it's, it's obvious is it just Andre? Like it's obvious. It's so it's outcast. <laughs> oh yes. They uh the twentieth anniversary tomorrow of the release for Stankonia. Stankonia turns twenty. 20 y'all y'all oh. want to feel old real quick. Oh, yeah, twenty years. I guess I was in middle school. Yeah. So twenty year anniversary of uh, uh there, you there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. All right. So uh, before we before we get into um, topic of, of tonight, um, I want to give a, a quick happy birthday shout out to a pioneer, pioneer, a legend to the hip hop community. Day is his birthday, and if you would have been alive, uh, I can't remember how old he been, but anyways, I know everybody at some point in their life has been affected by this this patron, this this genius. I don't throw that word around a lot, but this genius, this person who's had effect on you. And I want to say happy birthday 
the Bob Ross. There you go, right there. Prayer hands. <laughs> At some point in your life, happy trees. I sat there exactly and watched Bob Ross. That's cool. He's on Netflix now. He's on YouTube. Happy birthday to Bob Ross. Hey, he, he's on. He's on. He's on uh, Hulu, and uh, he definitely. Uh, hey, he was a he was a true artist, right? Yeah. Everybody. He made everybody believe that they can make happy trees. Like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> His fur was clean. Yeah, had you believe in yourself? Like, I don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know fro- he could do that. Right, exactly. Right. That fro, look, he, that fro was blown out perfectly. I mean, I, I didn't think anybody, it's, he was like, I think that's where Chick-fil-A monitored there. They they got, they they got that, their idea of being super. How we turn that into food? The DNA of Bob food? Ross is in Chick-fil-A, you know. That sounds so good. He was a drill sergeant in the Air Force. There you go. For real? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. Look at that's wild. Hey, isn't there one of those like those those uh kind of uh reminds me of that whole thing behind uh Mr. Rogers, right? How everybody was like, Oh, he was like the so and so he had a tattoo on his arm, that's why he always wore the sweater. Like, what is it with everybody wanting like the most nice be like yeah, to be like just straight commando killer in the Brambo, you know, in his off days or something like that? Like Man, look, you know what it is. But uh fellas, let's get into it. There's a lot. Jackson, Tyson, Jordan, game six. Um, so what I'm going to do, these are the three mics, and then there's an honorary mic that I'm going to bring up towards the end. Uh, these three guys right here, I'm going to talk about how big they were or are still on hip-hop, like the hip-hop culture. Not, not music hip-hop, but just like things that have affected the way we dress, eat, walk, talk, all that. Um, and so let's, let's start with, um, let's start with Tyson. I'm going to start with Tyson. Um, how big was Mike to hip hop, Mike Tyson to hip hop culture to y'all? We'll go around. Can't say Tyson. You can't say Tyson without saying Tupac. They go hand in hand. I remember him just coming out the, coming out the ring, the public enemy and like, just NWA, whatever, whatever the hardest record was at the time. Like, and for real, for real, like, I don't think I ever saw a mic before Holyfield. Let me think about that. Before, I'm sorry, before Buster Douglas, I never saw a mic fight live. Like, cause it was pay-per-view. We ain't get, we wasn't getting pay-per-view in my house, man. So we would catch it <laughs> the following week or just watch the little scramble joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but but you knew what time it was when when you step into the ring and had a little bob like legendary Ow, cow. hey i remember like that was my first remember of fight parties yeah i remember my grandfather used to order it on the we had a little brown cable box at that point then it switched over to the black cable box at some point but like him and his neighbors in the cul-de-sac they were, they were mad though, right? Like they was used to like Sugar, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, like them, like them super fights, them fifteen right, right. round fights. They used to be mad because Mike's fights be over like, halfway through the first round. <laughs> they be mad exactly. as on the world. And I, I was, I remember, like you had to have a big fight card for Mike because Mike come in put and finish working like to under under two minutes. Right. So I remember like those those long super cards. 
But I remember the neighbors coming over and they would always pitch in and they would sit there. They all brought their own liquor and we would just sit in the basement and watch the fight. And at that point, I mean, you, Mike wouldn't fight till about 11, 1130. But he'd be done by 11, 1130 anyway. <laughs> so then, <laughs> um, was there, can you think of another fighter that, that, that dominated that era? There was mm-hmm. nobody dominating that era. He was the era, right? He was there, right? You got to think about who, it. Who took over after him? Was that Lennox Lewis, who was, who was right after him as far as heavyweights went? Like Holyfield kind of got to shine, and Bo. Holyfield and Bo kind of got to shine. Um, But boxing took a it, – it took when he went to jail, boxing took a big hit. One, because of the supposed fight. So now I had read a bunch of articles saying that Mike was gearing up to because he had just come off like two big fights against Razor Ruddick, right? Those were those were kind of his fights leading in the before he went to jail, but he was getting ready to fight Riddick Bo or Holyfield for the first time, but then he got put in jail, and so those fights got X'd. And so I've asked this question before between Tyson Bo, who wins, and a couple people come back to me and said Riddick Bo would have beat Mike Tyson. Um, that they would have fought. Now, at that point, Mike had already lost to Bust Douglas, which was, I still remember that night. That was and, the night the whole world cried. And at that time, it wasn't top tier of Mike anymore, man. Like, Mike was 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 on some other stuff at that point, man. I mean, if you, you're talking about 88, Mike would have probably, you know what I'm saying, got, got at Riddick. But, but 91, 92, Mike, I don't know. Post-Robin Givens, Mike, that's, that's a different <laughs> Mike. Yeah. And, and go ahead. E. Yeah, no, that I mean, like like you said, that's right though. That's that's um, you even I mean that goes back to I mean you know if you dive into it like you know really like you know when he changed when when Gus died right for him it changed it changed everything so you and you could see it in his boxing style right he was he was more offensive than he was in defense when he was young like there was no way nobody was touching him he wasn't. He would allow them to try to hit him, and he would just go to work, and then be like, "All right, I'm I'm done with this. Who's next?" Like, I, I think, right. I think again, after he when he went to jail, then it was a matter of like you said, it was a holy field, but then it was really more so there wasn't a U.S. heavyweight boxing champion for a very long time, and I think that's when then you get the undercards of the you know the the, the smaller uh, weight classes that then came up. You know what I mean? And that's what kind of took over the boxing, but. If you look at it, it took multiple boxers to get that fan affair back to what Mike had in just as that one person. And so that's how big he was for, for the culture, just but but also for boxing. If if, if if I'm correct, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Mike was the unified champ before he went to jail. Like he had well, he lost the buster. He had at one point had all the belts, lost the buster, and then like at that point Holyfield went and came and got him. Um, but then right when Mike got out of jail, it was it was the perfect play. It was the perfect plan. I mean, he comes out, he had the warm-up fight, which everybody knew that was that was gonna go no time. Then after that, like he was automatically a contender. And so they allowed Mike to unify at least two belts, I believe, and to go fight Holyfield for the third or for unification bout. And that's when and he was never the same when he came out because one, it was a tale of two mics. Peaceful because he had joined the nation, but then also still trying to find his. He was still dealing with some mental mental health. Yeah, and the medications and stuff too. Yeah, 
Um, but you can't without hitting. The thing is, like you said, after Gus died, it was that it was that, and then Teddy Atlas. The issue with Teddy Atlas was Mike's original trainer, and then Teddy uh, bounced after him and Mike got into it, and Teddy never came back whatsoever. And then obviously, you can't mention Mike without Don King. That was essentially th this. This is starting to build the what I'm talking about as far as hip hop because Don King came and took over King what King Promotions or whatever, mm -hmm. and took over all the boxing for the most part. And so when you, when you think back of that era, it was always, you always saw Don King and everything. And then when Mike was in jail, Don was take, still taking his money <laughs> and taking other people's money. And I just, I don't know. I, I, it's always like, it's like, we'll get into it too. If Jordan doesn't take those two years off, you know, what does, does he win two rings? In, are those two years off? Are those still rings? Are those championships? If Mike doesn't go to jail, you know, does he lose the ring? Does he beat? You know what happens? So, yeah, I, I think he need he needed to sit down. Like he wasn't. I don't think. I don't think he was. Uh, headed down that path. Like it wasn't like he was in the ascent. You know what I'm saying? When he got locked up, like he was. He was on the descent. So yeah, you know, jail might have saved his life. I was getting ready to say real. that that was almost <laughs> probably the best thing for him at that point because. Money, power, and when you when you got all the money, all the power at that point, there's there's no respect for anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't want nobody to go to jail, but he needed to sit down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not maybe not get locked up, but his his trajectory was not. You know what I'm saying? One that was going going in well. Right, right. I mean, this nigga had a tiger in his house, bro. I mean, like how that <laughs> that house was crazy. That house was crazy. Yeah, and. Essence of hip hop, like he wore, he wore because he wore mink coats, like mink coats, no shirt on, and thing. Like however you saw Mike, he had a, a nightclub in his house. It's a Tigers. Um, he didn't, he didn't ever have the shoes, but you know, it was just he was very. There you go, right there. Like you know, from the video game. I mean, it was building hip hop culture here. How big was Mike Tyson punching? He was on top of the game, man. How oh, big was Mike Tyson? game? It's crazy. Still talk about Punch Out. Exactly. You ever hear Chris Rock talk about how uh, he kicked Naomi Campbell out of a moving car? Like <laughs> that, just to tell you, like what kind of—it's horrible <laughs> to say, but that—that that just tells you what time it was with Mike, man. Like Naomi Campbell, like <laughs> a moving car, yeah. like and, that's Mike Tyson in the '80s, man. Yeah, exactly. And, and do you remember the interview? Mike and Robin Givens and was that Oprah? Mm -hmm. Mike is sitting or Barbara there. Walter. It was, it was Barbara Walter. Barbara, yeah. Mike was heavily sedated. Heavily yeah. sedated. And Robin's just sitting up there telling all his business. Like, yeah, he's abusive. Yeah, you know. He gets ugly around here. Mike is just sitting there like tranquilized. Man. But again, it's moments. It's hip-hop. Like, you know, uh, I remember one post-fight interview. Mike got up on the um, as Larry Merchant had to be. Larry Merchant been around forever, and they said, "Mike, you know how to fight." He said, "Well, all I know is every time I hit him, he was making girl noises." <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what kind of noise I'd be making, Joe. It might get me in the kidneys, man. Like that's gotta be the worst pain on earth, be. Custom, customado. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah definitely cool. there, man. Like today, it yeah, the mic is still around and he looked dangerous right now. And his podcast is is on fire. Oh my god, wow. the Boosie interview. Right. If you haven't seen it, check out the Tyson the Boosie interview. Tyson that's calls out Boosie on on talking about uh Zaya Wade. But that's the thing. Look at him. I mean, you're talking about like you said, I mean, you want to throw that whole, you know, minus, you know, uh, Mike Jackson. But, you know, you talk about <clears throat> these people that that we grew up on that are still around that still make an impact on, on us, but even the different generations. But it, the, the, the substantial amount of people that still fear him just by looking at him, knowing that it don't take much. Like everybody was walking around like ain't nobody walking around. Ain't nobody going up to Mike and testing that. Nowadays, everybody want to test somebody just to get like to be on Instagram street cred, and what that was never, never an option. You ain't right. never heard no, you ain't never heard nobody in your house, not even your drunk uncle, be like, "Oh, I can take them." No, you no, nah. no, 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 no. Have a seat, especially now. <laughs> no, no one could even cap that hard. You know what I mean? Right. Like you yeah. couldn't even get to that level. Right. You even get a healthy mic right now. He's he's very aware of what's going on. And Staples Center, right? Didn't they, in, in they confirmed? Is it Staples it's, Center? Yeah. I don't know what Roy's thinking. It's hopefully Roy's wearing equipment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't he gotta have the little the little vest and everything, like <laughs> full on headgear, everything. He might come out there like one of those um all the suits that you train dogs. Get all the padding because Mike been fitting the test something His up. Trainer be getting that work. Mike man. I be feeling bad the, for the trainer. Mike ain't coming out there to joke around. That's <laughs> one thing. It was remember he told the reporter? Uh, yeah. Yo. yeah I mean, Yo, this I, dude was a straight up like straight hood man. man. He's a G man. Yeah, Mike, like, you just go on YouTube and don't be at work, but search for knockout like, videos. Interview like quotes yeah. and all the not safe for work, right? Yeah, <laughs> definitely not safe for work. You, you will lose your job, right? Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's Tyson. I mean, <laughs> you think about boxing at this point now. There, back in the nineties, you thought boxing there was only one name. There were two names that probably floated around. You talk about boxing. Muhammad Ali's always gonna be the first name you throw out there. And Mike Tyson. Now you're gonna Floyd has something to say about that. If you think of if anybody who doesn't know boxing, you say name me a fighter, one of those three probably gonna come up. So yeah, I always view them in different categories, just the heavyweights versus the, the other guys. You know what I'm saying? Like the heavyweights is just a different thing. Classic. It was a different animal, different beast. Like these guys in the you know, welterweights and the middleweights and all that. I mean, they can fight for sure, but it wasn't nothing like a heavyweight fight because most of the time it was not going all night long. Uh, and you was gonna see some haymakers. Somebody was getting knocked out. Yeah, it's like you watch the the you watch the the lower weight the 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 lighter weight classes for like the skill and the you know what I'm saying the art of boxing, and then you watch the heavyweights for like violence. You know, right? What I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going here. I'm putting somebody out of the ring. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you don't even need to be necessarily a very technically skilled heavyweight. If you have that one punch knockout power, because then it's like all, all you, you're doing is you're hunting for that one and you're just assuming that somebody is going to land. Right? Deontay right. Wilder. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yeah. That's a, that's a modern, perfect example right there. 
he could be so much better if he had if he had a, a skill set. Exactly. If he, if he had if he had a consistent jab with an actual game plan behind it, knowing Some footwork, how- right? And and not worry about wearing forty pound suits out to the ring for theatrics. Suit of armor. All you need. Look, Mike showed you all you need. That's the difference, though. Mike had Mike had boxing skills. If you watch him, you know what I'm saying. Like he's he was a skilled fighter. He wasn't just a brawler. Someone that big be able to do the stuff like you were saying, Superfly, that the smaller weight classes traditionally were doing. Right, and he was. You know, his fights ended so quick that you really couldn't get a lot of his skill set but he had it right i mean you don't need a whole lot of skill when young mike could literally punch through blocks like i'd never i'd never seen anything like that before like literally dudes like this and then it didn't matter if they weren't running like when you got both gloves up like i'd never seen that before that's crazy i think First of all, the bu- go back and watch the Buster Douglas fight. The ref counted 10 when Buster got knocked down. But somehow Buster got back up and was able to take Mike out. That fight, I mean, Mike said he was partying all night. Drunk all out of his mind, he partied all mm-hmm. night long. And he still technically, well, he still should have won the fight because the ref did count 10, but he got knocked out. Um, I think that night, it, it that, that was like when you take Mike into the later rounds, that's how you fi- kind of figure out where his weaknesses are. His weaknesses, his, his main weakness, two, one was weakness, was stamina. If my, if you got Mike in the later rounds, he tried, cause he tried so hard every single round to knock your head off. All you had to do was, was just sit back and just not get knocked out. And then if you, if you were wore him out, took him into the later rounds, hence the, the Holy fields, you get in Lennox Lewis's, and you don't let him get around that that reach. Yeah, you that just gotta Mike's be willing Achilles. to take that punishment. That was Mike's Achilles. Um, all right, let's transit. King of Pop, Michael Jackson. Now, yeah. th- there's probably and, and there's probably so many ways Michael Jackson has has affected hip hop in the culture. Um, I'll, I'll let you guys start. You know, just give me give me something what you got when you think about Mike and hip hop. Do people still exist now where when they appear, people just start crying and losing their minds? <laughs> like that was an average interaction with that dude. Like people would just start crying. People, right. you know what I'm saying? Men, women, girls. Like like Mike, Mike had a power about him, man. Yeah. And like those concert footages you would see people passing out, getting picked up and carried off an ambulance. Like why would I want to go to that? It don't look like a fun time. People I went to the bad out. tour. That gym was incredible. They all look hot and sweaty and like they dehydrate. I don't. Where is that fun at? And Mike would give you that point or just look at you and people just pass on shit like I don't. <laughs> um, some of the dress you you talk about like that's totally hip hop. Like all the sequins, like you know, it's just some of the the like military uniform joint that he wore to, for, to see Reagan and shit. Exactly. So it was all glittery yeah, and everything. In, right? Didn't right. they march in together? Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. The 80s was wild, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, it's, and it's crazy. Like, to me, and when you talk about Mike, like, I'm not talking about Jackson 5, Mike, and and that, because I'm talking when Mike, I mean, me and my pops were talking about this earlier, like, Mike began to affect hip-hop when 
he dropped the Beat It video, and it coincided with MTV launching. And that was one of the only videos they played back to back to back to back to back to back. And he had the red one of the red leather jackets on like that. I mean, you're talking about videos at this point, and this is affecting musical musical life, like culture. And um, I don't know if y'all are old enough to remember those jackets was everywhere. Like you can go, there's a video on YouTube of Cavalier Men's House that you can oh, um, go Google that joint on YouTube and look look it up. They were selling the red. The red Michael Jackson jackets oh, in that joint with the with the little with the Kango, like it it was crazy. Go go YouTube Cavalier Men's Warehouse and go look yeah, up that. Junkyard Band did junk the, band did the yeah, Junkyard did the commercial. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and let me tell you, man, Moonwalker. First yeah, of all, this, this is just a video game, right? So the, the video game coins it was a it was like a. It was a, a movie threat. too. It was the triple threat, right? So the bad album dropped, and all the music from bad pretty much was on the Moonwalker movie, and then the video game came out. So let's let's talk about how let's start with the bad album. Mike hadn't been seen in a while, and when he popped up with the bad album in the cover, he, he looked a little different from the last time we had seen him. He was a little lighter, and you know, that was it was a little weird, yeah. Looked a little weird, like who is this guy? But anyways. Like the bad video, like how how big was that? That was a movie, and he had different it, versions. And different, right? And it was like it was rumored that he wanted Prince to be the Wesley Snipes character in, in the video, and Prince was like, "No, nah, I'm not letting. That's not happening. First of all, that's not happening." But then, like, there was a, a version I had seen years ago that I never knew that it started off as like a black and white. He's like in a whole uh, a hallway of an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. What the hell? And yeah, um, just, just talk about how that that album then this that same album had the way you make me feel, and he's on top of the car chattering the glass with the uh, with the bat. The bad video, um, didn't Martin Scorsese? I think Martin Scorsese directed Scorsese. that. Like, come on now, which is crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, every everything about it is is head shaking. Just you can't, you know. It, I think that's the that's the appeal. You know what I mean? Is that 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 type of individual or artist can can continually to do that right because i think that's what separates you know that from everybody else is the 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 constant you know um the the constant shake your head it doesn't matter you know what i'm saying like it you know they put they all into it it's something that you probably never heard before different it grabs you from what you know what they do uh cuz like i said for me it was definitely the the moonwalker bit uh movie like uh, on a whole nother level of just like you could watch that and you watch it again and you'd be like damn I didn't even see that the first time or how many times did you did you replay when when they hit the lean you know what I'm I mean like, that smooth criminal was <laughs> like come on now like hit the lean like like that was for real they was like you know there wasn't a lot of lot of lot of camera you know uh <laughs> you couldn't do a lot there wasn't no green screen for that like he was like you keep hitting this lean on y'all until y'all until everybody gets it you know right. what I mean and then it was there was claymation in the movie as well. Yeah. Um, leave me alone. All the modern yeah. technology. And my man, exactly. he, turned, he turned into a car. A robot, then a car. Was it a robot, then a car? Or was it a car, no, car then a robot? Like, a rocket or some shit. He, he transformed <laughs> like everybody in real life wanted to. Right. Like, Flew in the outer <laughs> space. My man ran, was running from Joe Pesci was in there. Remember Joe Pesci? Yeah. Was he was the villain. Yeah. And Mike Joe. was running down the, the back alley. 
and hid in the corner and like started grunting or something like that. And the next thing you know, like the shadow turned into a car. He took off. <laughs> what the hell? Like these crazy concepts, but this again, this is hip hop. And then hold on, let's, let's even let's talk about these. <laughs> I ain't had them jobs. That was a that was a drop. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to LA Gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was, I got I got to agree with Superfly. Too was, many like, buckles on that. You, you, you might have got beat up wearing those around. <laughs> <laughs> and they wasn't beating you up to take them from you. He was beating you up one way or another. They would just beat you up and then make sure you knew you were still wearing them. Right. <laughs> he had a white, the white, he had a white pair too. But yeah, I mean, come on now. Again, first of all, how big was LA Gear back in the day? LA Gear had a deal with Hammer too. Yeah, I remember that. But I mean, my, <laughs> gear hip hop, like you, when you get a, a sneaker. I mean, how big a sneakers? I remember obviously we're going to get to somebody in, in the sneaker culture and how big they are in the sneaker culture. But no, that. But that was a thing. Like Mike was so big that like. Like for for like if the Migos or somebody came out or Drake when Drake drops a sneaker with Jordan, it's a big deal. If even if Mike Michael Jackson had a Jordan, it would just kind of be like, so what? You know what I'm saying? In his in the scope of his career, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't you can't really fathom today how big MJ was. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it, it, there's no comparison anymore. Yeah, the artistry, like that's what it comes back to, right? Is 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 at the end of the day, is art is artistry at its at its finest, and what what that person and like you said, I mean, you you only put them in categories with other people that have that, that tap into that type of artistry that make you shake your head and just be like, everything that they almost touched ended up being something that you had to listen to, and you would defend that shit as if it was your own. You know what I mean? Like, could nobody tell you that if somebody sat here? Not even in my segment would I ever say that, you know, Bad was like the worst song ever. I would never say that, by the way, because I don't want us to get canceled. But <laughs> you would literally have people of any race, age group tell you, like, talk you down off of that. And I, I think that's what the test of time for an artist is, is just that. And with Mike, I mean, I, I, I originally had two, these two albums as, his his two albums that were big on hip hop culture, but I'm gonna add the Thriller album now too. Thriller is probably huge on hip hop culture because now, I mean, how big is that uh, the Thriller the choreographic dance for Thriller every Halloween? Um, it's just big productions that Mike offered. But I was gonna say the Bad album was huge for hip hop, just again because of the movie, the game, whatever. And then I'm gonna say the Dangerous album when he started getting into the Teddy Riley productions and he had Michael Jordan. In the jam video, I mean, Macaulay Culkin is probably one of the biggest stars. I'm in the black and white video at that point. Remember the time video, Eddie Murphy, Magic Johnson, and um, was that Naomi Campbell? Not Iman, 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 Iman. That was right. one of the greatest videos, still to this day, like one of the greatest videos of all time. Of course, yo, please you know, post Sean Eddie Murphy. Story. And that general, did you say Eddie Murphy was in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, okay. <laughs> you couldn't front on Mike, man. No, like, no. 
You can't front on Michael Jackson, like exactly. And he walked around with a chimp, right? Yo, he was the tigers, you know, right? And I'm like, we're talking about animals here, like, it's just is that old joke, hey, um, when you were young and he used to blow bubbles, yeah, he said, give him a call. That that is that joke, right? That's wild. That deserves an air and air horn. Okay. And then Mike had the Super Bowl. Remember he did the Super Bowl? He stood there for like 15 minutes. And then right. hit, went in the jam, and I think it was over. <laughs> but like flew out of the floor and just stood up on that jump. With the aviators on. And just had people passing out left and right. And then he went in the jam and it was over with. Was that the 92 or was that the Skins joint? Was that the Dallas or the Skins one? I feel like it might have been Dallas. That might have been the Dallas one. Yeah. I have to look it up. That might have been Dallas. So, um, yeah. All right. And now let's... The logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Jordan. Um <laughs> how 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 big was is Michael Jordan been on hip hop culture? And I'll start with I'm not gonna start with the sneakers. I'll start with Michael Jordan's playground. Probably one of the smaller things that he's done. This is even before Space Jam. Michael Shoot, Jordan's all playground. the videos, man. Come fly with me. Come uh, fly. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the other one. I got I got the set though. Yeah, you had yeah. to add those videos, man. But you bring but, up an interesting question because you said don't, don't, you don't want to even talk about the shoes. But what's bigger, him as an athlete? What's more impactful, him as an athlete or the kicks? Because I think you can make an argument f- for either one. Both, right? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, you you can't even say so. You can't even say part of it. Like that's part of the mythology. It like, cause it was it's so instrumental in, you know, being one of the first. You know, it was just such a, such a crazy launch that you know the Jordan One had, and just the impact immediately that it had. You know, like, and dude, MJ's still getting name dropping albums that are dropping in 2020. You know what I mean, like. That's literal hip hop. He's still, and you know, he's still aligned for a lot of people. Like, right, right. Whether it's and, talking about him in the basketball sense or the sneaker sense, right. And so the the younger generation that may not have got to see Mike play, the the sneakers may keep him relevant for them. But you know, we were in the era where they were all hand in hand. Like, you got to see Mike play. You always wanted to see how he was going to do. But then at a certain point, you always wanted to see what shoes he was going to have on that wasn't released yet. You're like, what, what, what are those? For real, when he was playing, I feel like his shoes, especially, I'm talking about like, you know, from like 88 to, you know, maybe 97, 98, like his shoes was like utilitarian. You know, it was more like that you you would wear the shoes on the court. You know what I'm saying? Even more so than just out wearing them out fashion wise. Like it was still like a thing of, oh, you got, you know what I'm saying? When you, when your teammate got the new Jordans and you're like, damn, like, 
<laughs> and he's wearing them <laughs> like on the court, though, not just like on the street. <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't until I, I'll say because I actually had this conversation with my cousin. It wasn't until '92 where it was like cop two pair one to wear on the court and then one to wear to school, right? Right. It's always because the the funny part was the running joke was the cats that wore them in school was the cats that couldn't they they wasn't on the team, so <laughs> that was the only time they could wear them. You know what I mean? And then you get older, and then you know, depending on where you at, you either getting sponsored by you know Nike and your AAU team or this that and the third. Uh, to the point where you get to a high school and, you know, they make you cover up logos because you're not, you know, because of stuff like that. But right. I think I think at the end of the day, like you say, it goes hand in hand. But I, I think for me, even the shoes that came into play, it was his style of play. Right. It was something to watch. It was that was what captivated you to him first before even the shoes, because I tell you right now, I still to me, I still feel like the ugliest shoe that he has is the two. But guess what? He still balled out. I didn't say, damn, like he played horrible after dropping 36 and 12 and, and these ugly ass shoes. Like it was his game still mesmerized you to the point where be like, what is it that he can't do? And then when you make when you ask you when you ask that question, then he answered it for you the next game. And they they sold the shoes as before they became a belief and off the court must have. They sold the shoes as if you want to play. Like Mike, it's got to be the shoes, right? It's got to be the shoes. I want to be like Mike. That was that was Gatorade, right? But still, it's it's all coincide as far as if you want to be like, if you want to play like Mike, run ball like Mike, you want to do these things, jump high. Yeah, it's it's got to be the shoes. I mean, again, we all know it's the athlete, the person behind on, you know, that's wearing the shoes. But I think at a, I'm trying to figure out at a certain point what shoes started to transition into. I got. I'm rocking these out and about in the street. Thank yeah, you. I say the four, like, or really the three. I guess between the three and the four is when, because that's when you had like Spike Lee, you had the commercials, then you had the four on Do the Right Thing. You know what I'm saying? That to me, that's where it became like a fashion yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. That was definitely that was it. Yeah, and that then except like by the time the fives rolled around, we had talked about this last week. Will was already yeah wearing them. Will was already wearing wearing them on the show, and it be, it was becoming a fashion statement. I think, in my opinion, I think Will gave it the spotlight as far like a, a national TV spotlight as far as rocking them with what he had on shorts or you know however he rocked them he was wearing J's. Right, but he really, also, like after oh sorry, go ahead, you rich. No, I was just gonna say. Well, first of all, Will didn't dress like nobody that ever really dressed like that. Let's just put that. Let's. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Let's it's stop stylist, this. right? Like, stop. <laughs> let's stop this right now. Nobody on this podcast dressed like Will Smith. Nobody, <laughs> unless it was your weird cousin that was from you know from somewhere else, but you wasn't rocking your hat that way. And again, if you wore your J's like that, you was getting slapped because one, one and for all, they didn't fit right if you didn't have the the shoelaces laced up. Yes. So let's stop with that. Come on now. But the I, summertime I, video. Yeah, exactly. The summertime video. The, the Jersey short set joint, that was hot. Like, I wanted one of those. And they did not sell them joints around, <laughs> around where I lived at. But I wanted one of them starter joints. Yeah. Exactly. And, but I, but I, I'm with you on the show. Like, his stylist on the show was, was horrible. <laughs> Once they stopped wearing the Jordan stuff, they... Right, well, yeah, right. that. 
Um, and then also what, what kind of ties them together. Remember Classic that? game. You could do one move, like the joint where like he would like <laughs> pivot in and then go around and just lay it up and dunk it. You could do that one move over and over, over and over. Again. <laughs> I love those early video games, man. Exactly. <laughs> I remember having that game or it the three-point was... shootout was dope on that joint too. Both and a slam dunk contest. Man, I need to I, I need to grab that. When I look on uh, eBay, the Tyson punch out is going and no moonwalking, both of them going for like a hundred bucks. Wow. That's yeah, a that game. That's crazy. When they when they retro the punch out, like with, with the rollout of Nintendo games, mm-hmm. they lost the license in the Tyson. So it just became punch out. So mm-hmm. if you have a version of Mike Tyson punch out, it is worth a lot of money. If you have Moonwalker, it is definitely worth a lot of money because it's out of it's out of print. Man, not gonna make it. And if you have Jordan versus Bird, I'm sure I'm sure it's a lot worth a lot of money as well. I remember four lives came into play. It was always who played in the, the championship that year was on the game. So I had Bulls versus Blazers. I had Bulls, Bulls versus, versus Lakers. Laker. It, was, it was like Lakers versus Celtics. Celtics. Like, yeah. Those were those were the games. Um, so it's if you take it outside of I think MJ probably is probably one of the biggest influencers in probably hip hop culture. And like you remember, like in those games, MJ wasn't a player, right? And was it just li- was it live or was it Bulls versus one? And one of those games, it became where he wouldn't even allow his, you know, what I'm saying right. his likeness on that jump. So you had to be player, right? <laughs> right. No. He had all the stats. He had all the stats. Right. But that I mean, because you but that was the thing, right? Like he was that player that. Regardless of every, everybody wanted to play with the Bulls because of Jordan. Now they made him the likeness like him, bald. You know what I'm saying? With the it, the attributes were something similar. It couldn't really make him like the best player like on the actual game. So no, I played with the Bulls. Then you started playing with other teams, and that's how you got to know. Right. Like, that's how you learn other the other <laughs> players and stuff, right? Yeah. That's when you was like, damn, Larry Bird is kind of dope. Like, you know. <laughs> All right. Did did NBA Jam was he on NBA Jam in the on in the arcade? Nope. He Could you imagine that joint if, if they had MJ on that? That, that yeah, game was like, already out of here. First of all, like, they would have had to make the the baddest cheat code of trying to figure out why he would like super fly all the way off the screen. You know, like down. <laughs> I think that's why like when when the creative player mode came into play, they gave you all the likenesses you can create doing. But I had heard that a while back. He has sold his signature to Upper Deck. Okay. So, like for a while, you probably wouldn't see Mike giving his autograph because it was all he has sold the rights to his name to Upper Deck for high, probably a buku amount of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had to be the buku boss. I think was it NBA Live was the first game to license his, get his license license his name back onto the video game. Um, but you had to play him one on one to win to, to win him as a player in the game. Remember that. <laughs> That was, that's that one was of those cool. cool ways to like unlock a player or something like that. Like that's that's you know when games are getting creative, like, it, it, that's dope. That's that shit is sick. Right. That's crazy. Absolutely no. Right, but that, that and that's also the thing when you think about it. Right, is just that you would. I mean, that I think that kind of triggered it though. CB is that that's the that was the initial part of 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 uh, unlocking. 
what we're doing now, you know, the, the different, you know, uh, card packs you have to get. We was doing that trying to get right. back in the day. We was begging them just to, hey, I just want to play. Even if you sat there and it was just practice mode, right? So <laughs> you could do everything just to be like, you know, what it was. But, yeah, that's crazy when you think about it, like just the likeness in him. And I think even to this day, the one player that doesn't do it, if you notice who's still not on there, is uh, – garbage mouth Charles Barkley like he still won't he won't he won't sign a way for him to be on the damn games like it's like bro for what like you don't want a little piece of money that you know for what like I really want to know why he won't do it because everybody else old school has a release and done it. that right. they can do it he's the only one that hasn't done it so he's still salty he's still salty what, um, ring probably <laughs> who knows who knows and I know, you know that Mike will probably be upset that we're talking about Chuck on his segment. <laughs> Big facts. They won't pay no. I mean, nah, they... so he, he's the only one, right, that, that won't allow his, his his likeness on the game, right? He's the only one at this point that's holding up. Yeah, they, oh. they, 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 they did change that because that was like Scotty uh, – <clears throat> Scotty was one of them as well, right? Because I think what happened was they were trying to figure out how the money was going to be distributed through the vets, right? Because remember, it was like there was at one point in time, it was like the Olympic team, you know what I mean? Then it was like the, the foreign games or whatever. What happened was then they put in place because the CBA changed so that the older players can start getting their money for the likenesses of the games because of how much it was going through. They mm -hmm. starting to get the piece of change. But then by that time, Barkley was still like, no, like I don't feel like it's enough money of what you would give me to be able to, and it's just like that just makes no sense because everybody else is like, look how many people is going to play this game. That's a, that's one of the top things that you look for, and it also I think kind of diminishes him because the younger generation they don't know nothing about him, right, right. And he was a beast. I think he's a comedian. Facts. <laughs> like, they don't really, like he he was like I've said this before. He was one of my favorite players growing up just because of how he played. Oh, Charles is people, people literally just think he's like, you know, a sidekick now on a, you know, on a basketball talk show. Charles is ruthless, man. Those 76 of days with Charles on it was, he was ridiculous. And then when he was with the Suns, he was, he was kind of dwindling down, but he, he was still balling. Was, he was MVP Rock, that one year, you know. Yeah. Rocket cheers. I mean, that was when they were trying to, you know, they, you know who they lost to in the finals. They're trying to put all those guys <laughs> together and they couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get it. Uh, but look, we haven't even talked about Space Jam yet. How, like, come on now. Space Jam is, the sh first, the shoes alone. Uh, yeah, a special edition 11. Special edition 11. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, Warner Brothers. How big was Warner Brothers? So. They even dropped, like, the McDonald's, like, the sponsorship references in there and everything. Like. Yep. Yep. Dude, I well because this was back in the day when Blockbuster was around. Mm -hmm. I remember, we'll never forget this. We went the week that it released on video because that's what we were watching back in the day. And my brother was so upset because they sold out before we got there. He was like, he was beside himself. My like, he had to wait an extra week, you know, because he had to wait for people to return it. <laughs> and he like he was a mess in the Blockbuster, yo. It was, it, it was traumatic for him. No, literally, I remember waiting at the, the, the return desk at Blockbuster 
months because you know the new new releases you couldn't have them more than a day. You had to return them the like following night. Or like that. So you had I would literally stood at the counter one day waiting for I can't remember what movie it was. I just stood there waiting for the movie to come in <laughs> so I can rent it. I didn't care if it was around or not. I'll take it. Speaking of what, still salty that they used to charge you if you didn't rewind the damn tape. Like, <laughs> how lazy are you, though? Are you serious? You got, a, you got a whole machine behind you that does that for you, and you're going to charge <laughs> me to do your Super job. fast, too. How, oh, my God. Like, things things that next gen- generation would never know about. Block, like, you, we used to be facilities you could go to and rent movies. Which was a real place. You know, right. This is <laughs> exactly. Let's and go to Netflix. Like that's what it was. And then and, the only and way you had like the video game consoles in there too. So exactly. Like, that joke used to be clutch. Waiting for <laughs> someone to bring a movie back was straight because you could be there all afternoon. It you was, know, with the homies just playing games. I remember, like when you couldn't get pay per views, like wrestling pay per views. You go. I go to Blockbuster and they had the whole wall of all the wrestling pay-per-views that you may have missed and you just catch up on them all in a day or two. Yep. <laughs> Jump the gun here now, Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I'll, I just want to end on this for we transition. I would say you don't realize how big of an impact MJ had on hip-hop culture and your life until we sat here and watched the last dance. We sat here and watched what t- it was ten episodes, so what five weeks almost of what it. And you're just like, wow, you you forget about a lot of those things. But then you also see. I remember watching the NBA, um, the game that Sunday, and they had the footage of MJ pulling up in the Corvette, his first game back. I remember MJ wearing the pennies. When he came back, there's a and, and he got fined for wearing the pennies. I remember the 45. I mean, it's just that's man, it's, come on now. The times we the things we have seen in our lifetime. Okay, we still need to uh send, shout out the pots. We uh we got a podcast, uh Jordan shoe that we like to send to you that we feel represents the podcast. We'll, we'll get we'll get, that, <laughs> we'll get that to you after, after the show though. <laughs> I'm just, I'm... Um, real quick, I want to thank uh People were watching on Facebook, uh, Instagram right now, YouTube. Look, couldn't do it without you. Uh, we appreciate every single view that, that you give us. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe on our YouTube page. Um, and my man, Sean Xavier, right here. Let's I'll bring him back up. My man, Sean Xavier, has a podcast, uh, the Hot Seat Podcast. They just dropped episode 10 uh, today. It's a two-part um, of their first season. Uh, but in a couple weeks, uh, November 19th will be the day we're going to have um, a swap kind of episode going on that we're going to send uh, E and CB to their show. And me and Superfly are going to stay here and uh, two of their guys are going to come over and uh, do a guest spot. We're going to have some fun. So that's coming up. And with that, let me set you up, let me set you up just proper. Man, oh man, I struggle with this one. Uh, but you know, I'll 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 set it up in the spirit of October, if you will, uh, Halloween, if you will. It was a toss up, you know. Uh, do, do, you, 
if you do the if you do the movies, you know what I'm saying. You, quite frankly, can probably go. Uh, it's, it's too much of a long list, right? And you know, I'm pro Mike Myers everything, so you know we won't get into that. Uh, but because the kids can't go trick or treating, uh, the main attraction of trick or treating for everybody back in the day, as they was a kid, was the candy, right? And uh, again, I, in, in, in my game voice, don't at me after I say this at all. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't at me at all. And, you know, uh, it's, it was a little pressure. I am, I am you know, older. But uh, this new school candy, if you will, that came about really just kind of, it really, it, I don't know, it did something, it did something for me. And uh, is it just me? And you can argue me down all you want, and I and I and I give you the business for it. But hands down, the best candy on the market, not not the black market, not the little stuff you go get that you gotta ask somebody in the back to go get. But on the market, hands down, the best candy, none other than the Sour Patch Kids. Don't at me. Don't come for me. Damn the chocolate stuff that's out the window. It was already trash when you got it as a kid. You couldn't do nothing with it. Again, Sour Patch Kids, you get it all. You get the sweet, the sour, you get the chewy part of it. And uh, at the end of the day, it's the best candy that's out there. Man. I rest my case. It's just E. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like candy like that, but I still gotta go with the Reese's, man. The peanut butter cup is the, yeah, is, is the an ultimate candy, man. I mean, nah, man. Look, the the Reese. Okay, look. Let me let me let me paraphrase some of this stuff, and I and I and I'll come at you with the Reese's. That okay, chocolate and peanut butter, great combination. But you put it in your pocket, it's gonna melt. You're done. You're not eating that. It's over with. And they Shit, only give you two not, cups. I will. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourselves right now. <laughs> I mean that just melted. <laughs> hey, first of all, the Reese's ain't gonna make it long enough to go in the pocket. Right. If I'm not a Reese's, we're talking about it's going down. It's a Mike Tyson fight. I'm gonna get it about eleven. It's gonna go about eleven. It's squeezing a melted <laughs> Reese's cup through the foil and just and just. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me tell you, for me, like I don't group like when I'm thinking about candy personally, I think gummies are their own separate category. And then I have like chocolate and the rest of that stuff. Like I don't I normally won't make an either or decision. <laughs> no, no, I might, no. I might get both. You know what I mean. But from you know, Reese's, I, I posted a Facebook joke about them today. Like you know, those are my, those are my jam. Listen, and I don't know who, who just came up on there and said anything about Tootsie Rolls because that's, that is trash. That, that was, that was, that was your parents' trick to get your, 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 your tooth <laughs> to come out your mouth. That's what that was. <laughs> Tootsie Rolls are OG, like Tootsie Pops. Nah. Let, me tell, let me tell you when Sour Patch Kids are good. Yeah, in the movie theater. In the movies. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. And you got like a Coke or a Terry Coke to wash it down with. They even have Sour Patch cereal. Five ounce Cherry Coke. You know, the 
the Costco size bag of Sour Patch Kids that you know, after you're done with them, you can use as a pillowcase. Like that is the environment that you I'm about want. to say. I'm I'm ranking now later's and Starburst above the Sour Patch Kids, but Sour Patch Kids are Ooh. clutch at the movies. Exactly. That's the only time they taste good is at a movie. Nah, man, that, that's that. I, look, man, I think it's an all-purpose candy. Again, I, I, I hear y'all. Y'all sound like chocolate lovers on here, which is cool. But for real, you, you know, got me. You got me kind of bougie to get Sour Patch Kids at Halloween. <laughs> we wasn't getting that. Candy. <laughs> no, no, but listen, listen, listen to what I said, though. Right, like it's clearly, it's clearly a, a more up-to-date candy, right? Right, clearly right. Wasn't that out. We was lucky to get. First of all, uh. I could have gone into more of the segment to say, yeah, Starburst probably was that thing, right? But you was mad when you got the yellow ones, right? Right. You try, to, you try to get those to somebody else. But right. at the end of the day, the Sour Patch Kids, you don't be like, ah, oh, man, I don't want the orange. I don't want you eat all of them. The yeah. It is not. It is not. It's the one candy that has the variety of flavors that you not that you're not gonna be disappointed in. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. Did you put Piper's comment up? Ah, uh, don't do it. Don't do it, CB. <laughs> See, see, <laughs> squeeze the joint out, then then lick on it. You might pop the foil in your mouth for a sec. Right? Now that's bougie. Talking you know about what it is? Pussy pops. Now that was that came later. Like th- there was Pussy only the one. Who remember look. the sugar daddy joints? Sugar, look, Mary James. <laughs> Mary James. Oh, look, look, look. Nah, Mary James. I ain't rocking okay. with them. But. Okay, I will Get say a honey. This. I will say this and maybe and, and, and get me to get this for me. Cause again, I try, I wasn't going to do, I wasn't going to do just a, a Halloween segment because it's hard. Right. Because there's it, no really such thing as a Halloween candy, but there is one and it's the most trash ass candy that there is. Candy corns are the worst fucking Agreed. candy that they have ever made. I don't even know what a candy corn is. It doesn't even look like a corn. I don't even know why you call it that. It's trash. I was going to say, I was gonna say you the per the person who brings sour patch kids to the set is the same one that probably eats circus peanuts and candy corn. Matter <laughs> <laughs> of fact, if you want to go on me like that, you still haven't said what your candy was, so we can get on you because right now I'm a Reese's. I, I agree, I'm a Reese's dude. I told you, that Reese's. I get it about eleven, and it's done at eleven. <laughs> Damn, <They have, laughs> lips. Damn, somebody definitely told their age with that one. Feed right. water. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, look, it is what it is. Hey, that was a good one. I mean, you know, candy yeah. can be controversial, um, especially if you know, diabetics who can't have any of it. Facts. <laughs> oh, all right. So, with that. Yeah, so this is where I want to bring up my um, honorable mention, Mike, because it makes sense. Michael J. Fox gets an honorable mention as far as big influencer on hip-hop culture because Back <laughs> to the Future had the Air Mags and everybody wanted them shoes. And now they have, in fact, come to life. They're still one of the most sought-after shoes. 
known the man with the power laces. Said that. So that is that was, a no, segue or not? Not yet. That was, <laughs> that was just that was it. So now <laughs> that's it. All right. I ain't gonna do that to me more time. Let's just go through some of these comments when we get into the <laughs> real quick. <laughs> that that is that just that that's disappointing. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, Danny going to trash, man. Right. <laughs> but oh, don't man. make no candy corn. <laughs> don't make no candy corn. <laughs> It's all love. It's all love. It's all love. All right. So here we go. CB, uh, this week's uh, cop and drop, what you got? So these are the Air Max 95. Some people are calling them the Freddy Kruegers. Other people are calling them the Halloweens. Um, from what I know, they are not like an official collaboration with the movie. So um but obviously with the timing with halloween with the color scheme um these joints i'm assuming are going to be a little limited because most of the places i can find them are doing raffles so um but those are a joint where given the time of year um you know they they go perfect uh, i've already entered into some raffles so yeah <laughs> do y'all uh, actually have a sweater or anything to do y'all have the Freddy sweater? I'm getting one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. so the sweaters on the small end of the spectrum. That's easy to price. <laughs> yeah, them joints are tight. Like you can't you can't even see the detail on it, but them joints, it's got the blood splatter going down the back yep. of the shoe with the Nike. Oh, that's cool. And it's blood splatter on the tongue too. Mm-hmm. Them joints. cop. Next. I, I wouldn't actually wear them, but I, I respect the it's a cop just for the spirit of Freddie was a Freddie was a was a was a big impact during that time too. Even though his name is Freddie and not Mike. So where uh, where do y'all rank the ninety fives in terms of like if we're thinking about the Air Max three slash the nineties, the ninety fives, the ninety sevens? Like where where do you the ninety eights? Like where where is the ninety five for y'all? Are you going all the way up to today, Vapor I mean, Max? Or are you honestly, that? Me today, most of like the numbered Air Maxes today, I think a lot of them are trash. Personally, mm-hmm. um, like I'm still getting 97s, 98s, absolutely 90s. <laughs> I like the Vapor Max. I like the Vapor Maxes and the ones that came out right before the Vapor Maxes. But yeah, before that, I didn't. I wasn't but like with the, the regular number series because, like, yeah. I think the Vapor Max is like almost. Like uh, the the continuation, yeah. Right? Whereas they did like the Air Max twenty ninety last yeah. year, or whatever, which was yeah. supposed to be a modern take on the ninety and three sixty. You know, to me, that stuff just didn't didn't rock. Like I'm I'm looking forward to the re release of these infrareds that are coming out. Um, yeah, right. uh, but you know, hi, were y'all big on the ninety fives? Yeah, when they, when they, when those neon. When those neon green ones came out, like I still remember seeing them on the wall, and the women's version of that was fire too. The purple, absolutely the original. Those two original colorways, like to absolutely. this day, are like some of the greatest 
the 95 was revolutionary. The first Air Max shoe to have the air unit, the visible air unit in the forefront. Yeah, 95 was the, uh, I, I agree with you definitely on that level. Um, I think the night, what was it? Was it the 97, the, the all silver? The silver bullets. Whole entire, the whole entire, like for, for some reason that just hit different. Like I think because we were so used to just, you know, the, the, the 95s kind of came out, that colorway was cool. Then it was just like, that was the model. But then that 97 came out and it was just like, this, 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 this changed up a little bit, but I, I think that's the battle. I think 95s and 97s really, if you look at it now, granted, you know, depending on your foot, some of that, some of those don't look, they don't look flattering. Like you can't be a size 13 or 14 wearing the Air Max right. 97. It's gonna look like you're gonna look like you, you know, the, tread, the bubble starting to starting to trying to, you know, kind of get away from you a little bit. So facts. Yeah. <laughs> Are they a cop for you? Yeah, no, he didn't, I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're a cop for the culture. Like I said, they probably would get worn like at a at a Halloween party, but that'd be right. it. You know what I mean? Then you put them up. Yeah, but what was the other? What was the other shoe that had the the? Uh, I know what was it a was it dunk. a Jordan or was it a oh it's a dunk? That's right, dunk. the yeah. Freddy Krueger dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. highly sought after. You go on StockX look for that thing. That thing is it, it's gonna break you. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, that's so, man, Air Max actually definitely looks good. Hopefully, maybe Vans Vans will get into a Freddy Krueger collab at some point. Maybe a little you know easier on the pockets. I mean, these are 170, so it's not still not that bad, but you can imagine what markup. But, but yeah, they had some was... 97s drop yesterday on sneakers that sold out, which were Halloween themed. The Halloween and, one, and those like I have a hard time gauging hype sometimes because if I don't think it's hot, I just assume that it's not hyped up. But those joints sold out immediately and then were reselling for well over $300. So I was like. All right, well, you know, and they were almost basic looking. They were purple and they had like kind of green. Well, what was cool though is that they the soul glows in the dark, and I think the like the slime that they have on there glows in the dark, so that's cool. Um, but exactly. you know, when it comes to the 97s, I will, those silver bullets, those are those are the jam for me. It's kind of crazy, uh, even with the 95s when they drop, like they were 160, you know, like back in 95, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that and which was like kind of unheard. That was like the most like expensive Nike today. shoe, I think. That came out at that time. Till that penny drop. Yeah. I mean, no one remembers the not the Air Max 96 because the 95 was, was still that rocking. Like exactly. yeah. that's literally why no one talks about the 96. It literally goes from 95 to 97. Because them okay. Griffies came out after that. And the, the Griffies and then uh those those Chris Weber joints. Was uh were the Dion's of Air Max? They had the bubble. Yeah, on the back. They weren't uh 95 though, they had the just on the back on the hill. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Dope. Uh, so before we get into the foot of soul, well, the shoes, my sneakerheads, where you at? Uh, hit up econahill196 at Gmail. Uh, we, we're looking to do a project with Nikes and uh, Jordans. So if you if you about it and you, you want to be part of this project, put the email address at the bottom. Uh, we got 25. Well, there are only 25 slots to fill, uh, and we're only taking a, one of each one one type of shoe. Like then we won't have multiple Chicago ones. You know, we're gonna try to keep everything moving, so it's not we're not getting the same shoe or same colorway throughout the throughout the project. 
So, uh, if you're watching, you know, hit up Econ e when I. Oh, only 12 slots. 13 slots left. 13 Let's slots. Go. There we go. All right, fellas. Our uh, slots are already in there, right? Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think you're already in there. I think you're already in there. I, I, I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. You better just, but I think you need to tell Pops what you're looking to. Oh yeah, which one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what you, you what you want to do? Uh, same thing with with you, Superfly and CB. Uh, if you haven't already told them. But yeah. uh, so who's who's up first? No, 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 CB. I have nothing. So uh, no. rock out. Okay. Because the transition that I could do right now is going to be smoother because of the missed opportunity from like 10 minutes ago. So <laughs> that's what I was saying. I was like, hold on, is this a segue for <laughs> I've had a lot of stuff come in? Like I've had a lot of stuff come in. So there's a really big box that's still downstairs that is not that I didn't lug all the way up here. Um I have another box. Uh so if we want to save the big box for later, you know. Oh, what look, I mean? Do what you gotta do, man. Wait, do what you gotta do. Uh, real quick, Noel Robinson watching on Facebook says, "Give me the '90s Air Max all day." Yeah, the '90s are fresh too. Yeah, yeah. But talking about the Air Maxes, absolutely, absolutely. You just got to get with E and take that drive whenever they. You got to go meet the person on that end that's going to handle. The Cali business. So, but email the econi here one nine six at gmail to put your bid in on what you suppose what you're gonna be presenting. So, pops needs to hit me up about that. Yep, he's gonna tell you to hit him up about that. <laughs> These new this new, new generation with the Crocs, I mean, man. Crocs are not sneakers. They're um, not. You know, uh, right, over so Crocs. Right. <laughs> Y'all ain't know I was robbing, rocking them joints, did y'all? Right. <laughs> the cozy house shoes. Exactly. Um, so, for me, my favorite Air Max of all time is one of the. It's see, it's only underrated to me because I like it so much. But it's probably one of the more slept-on models, in my opinion. Um, mm. So I got this box here, standard, standard Nike box. Um, but my favorite Air Max of all time is the Air Max 98. And uh, these are the the Black Supreme. Mm. Nice. Like, Crazy. Uh, I mean, they got the same soles as the 97s. That was a big sum point. And in my opinion, there is no harder side profile in the Air Max line than the 98s. Like that's just for me, me personally. So, but uh, this was, this this is a shoe that I've been plotting on probably since they came out in 2016. So to be able to find a pair for a price that was good, like, you know, oh, cause they got the patent leather on there. I'm oh, wearing right. warm in the rain today. Cause you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. worried about it. Those are dope. Those are dope. Now, those, uh... Are those retail or did you ask aftermarket? I don't know if you said that. Uh, no, it was aftermarket, uh, but um, I was able to get a good price on them. I was gotcha. able to get a good price on them. All right. Shout out to uh, Grailed. There you go. Oh. All right, I hit them up next. Uh, classic box, if you will. All right, there in you the, go. In the spirit of uh, 
the Air Max, which clearly seems to be the theme and probably needs to get its own segment. Because again, that question uh, begs the answer. What, 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 which number the rock switching, right? Because then after that, it's just colorways, right? Right. But something clean and, uh, I've been I, I eyeballed these and I couldn't wait, but the uh Ooh, the graffitis had the copy. Uh I got a I got a, a nice shirt from uh from uh Patty Cake Piper that's coming through with the uh the coming to America uh bear uh on the front of it that's gonna match these uh pretty dope but uh these is hard like I, I the the from the shiny silver that they got on it i mean of course the back of it with with the way that they they rock the nike and the graffiti but mm-hmm. ultimately i just think it's just a i mean this shoe is almost all purpose i might get away with this one dope. all different seasons right here yeah I'm not fighting, so you can't you can't go wrong with air max one right right you but, need oh, to spray like, the spray the suede down now yeah i got that appreciate that we, we Need to highlight somebody so we can get some sponsors from that. But yeah, <laughs> Rustolium. That's that's right. what I use. That, that, works, that works pretty oh, good. Oh, and the, and then the last thing since you know last time you had uh, talked about the uh, the bottom of the shoes. Nice. Yep. Yeah. I missed the the patty cake Piper comment. You said she's got a, a shirt. No, no, we. You know, it was a little. It was a little collab that I that uh she she told me the about the shirt that was uh like a coming to America bear or whatever like that. Okay. And the uh the color scheme went right along with it, and I had to pull the trigger for it. So. Okay, got you, got you, got you. You don't, you don't, yeah. you don't get the shoes without without the fit. I got you. Without the patty cake piper, like we need. Let's just drop some more of those uh those shirts that clothe that drop some more of that. I'll get another hoodie from you. All right, so I guess I'll uh, I close it out. So take us home. I told CB I had I got a shoe that I haven't bought this brand in almost twenty five plus years. Wow! Right. <laughs> this is a this is a basic ass box. Like this is random food. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing crazy about it. They think I'm gonna pull out some like classics and shit like that, right? But um. These right here. Those some Zig Connecticut's? The, these these kinetic joints. Like I saw the colorway. Me, I'm all about colorways. And I was like, yo, these joints are these joints are dope. And they're mad comfortable, like for real. Like you, you can tell that I mean this was definitely made through the Adidas factory because of some of the technologies going on here, but speckle laces in the meat colors. So what's that? Yeah, so the tongue part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, that's dope. That shoe is, like, so fire. Like, the, I think the model in general is... Uh, <laughs> I think that model in general is crazy. Wait for the pin drop. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, hey. Sneakerhead. Look, when when you're sneakerhead, everything ties into that because I got a pair of um, what are those up there? I can't even think of the Avias that I bought from Walmart for twenty dollars that I rock just as well too. So, they're, they're, you know, sneakerhead life is is whatever. It's it's the feeling. 
that cozy comfort, you know. Big. <laughs> oh, all right, fellas. Um, you know, it's been another good show, y'all. Thank you for everybody that's that's chimed in, that continue to come back week after week. We appreciate y'all. Um, look, let's just get this voting thing. One more week. This is, we're under a week, and we can't express this enough. Get your ass out there and vote. You got to. I, I heard somebody within this past week tell me they weren't going to vote, and I'm like, why? Why? You have. You have to. You have to. Um, let's finish out with these comments. What we got here? Oh damn! Not the K Swiss. K Swiss. Oh, okay. There you go. All right, y'all. But uh, thank y'all for watching. Uh, as we got something else on all platforms, Google us. We're here. Superfly. Tell us Yo. about the Twitch channel and let let us know if you know there's gonna be something coming up. Yeah. So I think uh, I'm gonna go live tonight, right after the show. Twitch.tv. DJ That's underscore funny. Superfly underscore TNT. Just some just some vibes. I might spend for an hour if I'm feeling it, maybe a little bit longer. I don't got to go to work tomorrow, so we're going to get it in the night. And then tomorrow I'm streaming. I'm going to stream tomorrow afternoon, probably around 2-ish Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so between 2 and 3. Uh, that's when the kids are out of school, so we'll be able to uh, make it happen then. So if you don't catch me tonight, catch me tomorrow afternoon, twitch.tv. DJ, super, sorry, DJ underscore Superfly underscore TNT. After party at Superfly. So if y'all ain't got Twitch, download it. Go, go find Superfly. That's what we're going to be rocking out in the comments. And exactly. Just, we going in. Let's go in. All right, y'all. Uh, oh, I have a, I got a Bob Ross drink that he gave me from his trip to where he was. I can't remember where we were at, And then... Pops, man, stop! Don't, 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 don't. Right. Don't. He got the eggplant emoji going up over there. So. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. All right. 